Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Hey, Joe. How you doing? What's new? What's going on? Well, before we do anything, catch up. Yeah. we need to make a correction. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah we that's do. right. Yeah. So Mike does not have herpes. <laughs> no. So uh, by the way, I, I don't think I've received more private phone calls from people, not against you, but just saying like, wow, Mike really went in on the personal story this week. <laughs> and I was like, I know. They're like, wow. Anyway, we did, we did hear from our listener, April Marie. Uh, who now since I can tell she's like regretting it now she's changed her name in the chat room but April Marie who uh, was concerned because uh, I read something she wrote in the chat room and I maybe not maybe didn't interpret it correctly in the chat room and she wanted yeah. it to be known that herpes is still contagious even when you're not what was the term. Um, I, I don't her, know, but when you're not like presenting right. symptoms, it yeah. could still be contagious. Which is fair. Yeah. And I think it's also worth saying, like, if you're getting your medical advice from us in the yeah. show, <laughs> yeah. you got some problems. Yeah, hey, See listen, a yeah, exactly. Go like to that. a pro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I can gargle your semen. Mike and Joe from Catching Up, the podcast, said it was okay. That's totally fine to do. <laughs> so, right. There's nothing wrong with rubbing semen in my eyes, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong. Because Mike and Joe on Catching Up, they said it was okay. So then <laughs> the doctor goes, excuse me, you have um, gonorrhea and chlamydia. What, do you have unsafe sex? I'm like, no, but I... You need a head transplant. Your whole head is gonorrhea. <laughs> I did blow about 300 intravenous drug users because Mike and Joe from Catching Up said it was okay. And they're like, what? <laughs> Anyway. Um, how are you though? Speaking of intravenous blowing intravenous drug users, I'm <laughs> uh, I'm well, but you know what I was just thinking about right now when we were signing up is, you know, how was your Halloween? Because I know you, I don't know if this is still the case, but you used to be a big Halloween person. You wouldn't reveal what yeah. your costume was until Halloween. Halloween is like my that's my holiday. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know what? This year, I don't know if it. I wouldn't call it depression. Because it's not quite that yet. It's like, you know that step that happens before full-blown depression kind of is setting in? Yes. Oh, I know that's, well. <clears throat> yeah. And sometimes that can last like a really long time and the depression can never kind of, um, you know, reach the skin, so to speak. And yeah. then other times, you know, that could be like a couple of days and then it's like full-on depression. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in that just like haze of like, mm, I don't give a shit about I don't, it's not that I don't care about the holiday. It's just like life. Part. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Catching Up with Mike and Joe. Part of it, I just didn't want to like put in the effort and then go to work. And like my work stuff kind of was getting me down for a while, too. And mm-hmm. like, 
Um, so I did actually end up dressing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore a costume I wore a couple years ago. I was Elliot from E.T., which is just a simple red hoodie and an E.T. Think- doll wrapped in a towel. Yeah, but you could have done – because I think a year or two ago you went as Evan Hansen. And you yeah, just, last it, year. Yeah, okay. Too bad because it, it would have been great this year because, one, isn't it at your theater right now? And then, two – One, no. The- that's We're actually getting sued. See it in the New York Times. Oh, okay. Oh no, we're suing them over Dear Evan. Oh, that's right. You but, told me about that. And then um, yeah. also, he redresses the way you do, which is with a cast. Yeah, I, I have all that stuff. Well, I think I threw the Dear Evan Hansen shirt away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I might have it somewhere. But my so I wanted to. The goal was every year. I thought this would be like a cool thing to do, and then I gave up on it. But I was like, every year I'm going to dress as that year's Tony nominated best oh. new musical. So this year was uh, the band's visit. I'm like, I'm not getting a powder blue marching band uniform. <laughs> yeah, but what, what would you have done if it was like the year of the color purple or something? Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have to cross that bridge when I got there. But um, so I went as uh, Elliot and then Joey after work, um, a friend of mine. I'm So I'm kind of in this like, let's just say yes to everything sort of mindset. Yeah. Because. Um, yeah, <laughs> please don't make a herpes joke now. <laughs> no, Why you're the I worst friend. <laughs> I haven't said anything. You made the joke. I can read your mind because you're the worst friend. So I, I'm in this like, let's just say yes to everything. So I got invited to uh, a bar in the Castro after work. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm just going to go. All I have to do is show up. I'll go for one drink. Sometimes one drink is enough to be like, uh, I have I. I'm done. This is awful. I don't know why I came. And other yeah. times I'm like, you know what? This is really fun. I'm so glad I talked myself into one drink because now I want five and I want my six. And mm-hmm. I'm like ready to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Castro and like a dummy, um, when I was packing up at the office, I forgot the Elliot. I mean, the E.T. doll. Oh, okay. So I was just I was just a guy <laughs> in a red hoodie. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but I, whatever. I had fun. Um, I just had one drink and then ended up leaving but like i don't know um i left like in a long way if that makes sense like i ended up walking with people kind of to the next bar but not going into the next bar so it was longer than one drink but i really just had one drink but you went left. all the way to the castle for one drink well i work in civic center so it's oh, not oh, that big okay so you went from work yeah, oh, yeah. okay that makes sense that makes sense yeah um that was so it's like a couple extra minutes to my commute home that was your halloween yeah, I didn't really do anything else. Did you do anything for Halloween? No, I was I was supposed to go to my um, my cousin's house. I'm not. I, I've already made a pledge not to say her name anymore, um, because why? Well, it seems anytime I bring up my cousin, she calls me with uh, corrections about things that oh. I got wrong in the story. She called me last week, and she's listening right now. I can see her in the chat room, and mm-hmm. she says, "Ugh, I'm not going to believe any of your stories anymore." And I was Fair. like, "Why?" <laughs> And I go, why? She goes, you just get the whole story wrong. You, like, lie. And I go, what are you talking about? She goes, we saw more than one play in New York. We didn't just see Waitress. Okay. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. You do do that, though. Like, that's a common thing. (laughs) But wait a minute. Is Is that relevant to the story? No, but if it's incorrect, it's incorrect. That's her point. But I never said she only saw, but I never said she only saw one play. I just oh, said, no, I just said she saw Waitress, 
which, which and it's not, by the way, it's not my cousin's fault. She went with a girl who said it was her birthday, and he goes, "I want to go see Waitress." My cousin. Waitress is phenomenal, by the way. Natalie um, loved I it. To that. She loved it. Yeah. So anyway, at the end, I go, you know what? I'm not going to ever say your name again. I just said it. I'm not going to say your name on the show ever again. She goes, okay. <laughs> You're like, such a baby. Okay. Uh- <laughs> anyway, my Halloween, I was supposed to go to her house, but like, by the time I was there, I was like, I, I now because of the two car accidents, I'm kind of afraid to drive a little bit. Yeah. So I was like, is you your car what? fixed? Like, what's is no, it? Like, drivable? No, no. I'm, I'm basically it's drivable. Oh, yeah, it's drivable. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm basically now I'm gonna get rid of the car. Anyway, the point is, I was like, I'm just gonna stay home and watch uh, Great British Baking Show. No, I didn't watch Black Mirror. I, I did something. Uh, I just watched something on TV. I don't remember what it was. But the point is that I've been. Go ahead. Oh well, I wanted to tell you real quick, and I think that you'll get a kick out of this. I binge watched this show called oh, Fuck. I forget what it's called, but it's like a TV drama based on the unabomber and like some fbi guy that's mm-hmm. like into linguistics that helped track him down mm-hmm. it's on netflix search unabomber you'll find it but joey do you know do you remember the unabomber's manifesto yeah and they published it yeah i there's a lot of good points in it <laughs> i don't i don't agree with the bombing mm-hmm. and like the violence stuff but he has a decent point like the point is like we kind of have fucked ourselves so much with technology that maybe the only way to kind of be happy again is to like take a drastic step backwards where we like get rid of some of it so that we all kind of like, I don't know. He has some decent points. That's all I'm saying. All right. <laughs> I relate I'm going to let that sit there for the future FBI <laughs> investigation. In a single room cabin. Oh, all to yourself forever. That sounds good too. I'm just gonna when the FBI comes knocking on the door, I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say like everything you need in episodes one through two, you know whatever number we are on at that point. Hopefully, if not like <laughs> 760. Anyway, um, so, so no, for so for Halloween, you know, I have men's group, you know, and so yeah. he had encouraged us to show up in ho- costumes. <laughs> okay, first of all, I'm just, uncomfortable already, but yeah, I'm the, I, I'm one of two people who showed up in costumes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm wearing a giant playing card. I'm the four of spades, right? <laughs> then this other guy is bitch your card. I know. Then this younger guy <laughs> is wearing it's actually really cute. It's like you know, like a giant like photo face mask. It's like a photograph, but they turn like the cardboard that's like a face mask. And it's like giant, okay. but it's a big cat it's like a derpy cat head with the tongue coming out. It's a photograph of a cat with his tongue coming out, and it's like a big they turn into a face mask. And so he's sitting there wearing it. And I got the church giggles because we're sitting there. And this one guy, I'm not going to say his name. He's like, guys, you know, I'm just I'm really depressed. I, in fact, this is the first time I've actually spoken in since, you know, like five days. And I haven't been eating. And I'm just really sad. And I look up and the the, the guy with the derpy cat head is like sitting there, like you see the cat heads because like, it's covering his face. Is staring at the press guy, <sighs> and then I realize that I'm dressed as the four of spades, and we're just like listening to this <laughs> guy pour his heart out. Was I don't know? If I, I started laughing, but I just made it seem. It like feels was, it feels like a New Yorker cartoon. Like yes. imagine a panel where it's like you know so many steps <laughs> feet out. <laughs> Did you ever see that thing where the guy figured out that pretty much with any like you know those caption contests they have in the New Yorker? Sorry, I'm dying. It's right. You have to get some. Sh- you have to get your uh, your sugar pills. 
No sugar pills required. I'm actually high, so oh. I'm. But I've already taken insulin. I'm just waiting for it to go down. Oh, okay. Uh, it, there's this, somebody figured out that on all those, you know, those New Yorker caption contests, that pretty yeah. much everyone is just Christ, what an asshole. You could just write <laughs> that, and that will just satisfy every single New Yorker cartoon. <clears throat> um. But what's going on with you? What's going on? What is your personal? Last week, you had such a bombshell for us. What are yeah. you revealing for us this week? I don't really have any. So I had so I had a date planned for yesterday night. Okay. Um, there's this dude that I kind of have been seeing. I've told you about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's all right. And like we're digging each other, I think. But then this is so my personality. Well, I had a uh, I had a book event on Saturday, which I'll tell you about in a minute, too. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't have to go in chronological order because I'm not obsessive compulsive and weird. Sure. But I had a book event and it. I also, uh, uh, along with the book event, I also had to give a talk. And the talk I had to give, it's a long story, but required me to like review some like science stuff that I'm not super familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't given this specific talk in like over a year when I used to work in the diabetes space. So, which is funny that people come to us for their medical advice. So I know. it's uh, it's funny they had to review <laughs> the sciences. We are uh, clearly uh, qualified to give medical advice. Yeah, I. You know what? I. You're right. I I have absolutely no background in this. I have no expertise at all, mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to be a messenger, not an expert. When I give this talk, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so. I ended up so we had a date Thursday night, and I had the opportunity to kind of like speak with and work with this one dude who has done this talk a handful of times and like has mentored me when I first started doing this one talk. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking in code for some weird reason, but it's like for this organization, so they have like almost it's not scripted, but it's like required bullet points, and I was just worried about it, so. This dude offered to talk to me Thursday night, which happened to be the same night that I had the date with um, Ben. Mm-hmm. I'll say his name. And so, so let me guess. Let me see if I can guess. You accidentally fucked your mentor, but no. gave diabetes we, points to your date. We made we met met up on Skype. So we didn't fuck no, but <laughs> but we did. Um, so I canceled on Ben Thursday night. <gasps> and I know. And then he was like, you know what? Let's just do Sunday anyway. I'm not feeling well, so this worked well. Okay? Mm-hmm. So then Sunday rolls around, and he texts me, and he was like, you know what? I'm still kind – I think I have the stomach flu. Mm-hmm. Can we actually reschedule to, like, Wednesday? So now we're, like, a week out from when we were originally going to meet up. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, ah, oh, he's not into me. He canceled. <laughs> But not, I mean, just sitting down right now, I'm like, oh, wait, I canceled first. I forgot about that one detail. Yeah. No, I've, I've been there. Like, if like if I do it, it's like, fine. But then if that person does it, I'm like, ugh, he hates Well, me. I feel like second cancel, though, also is something. First cancel, you're like, okay, it's a couple days. But then second cancel, now we're like a week out from when we were supposed to, you know? Oh, no, no. You know what's so funny? I have a story that semi-relates to this. Very, very, on a very, the, the loosest thread ever. But I can't tell it on the show. I can only tell it at the after-breakfast portion of our show, which, if for those of you who are listening, we Mike and I record live on live. Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific on Mixer.com slash Drag Race Recap. And Stick around after the show for exactly. some after-breakfast tea. And I have an and... after-breakfast story this week, so... 
Perfect. Uh, yeah. So I then it, and it very. So I've been to say this, but I can't get into it because I have to get into this story. But the, all of those okay. people in the chat room, they're going to boy, they're going to love this story. <laughs> very wonderful. So the, Ben and I are going to hang out on Wednesday again. But I thought maybe I would have a story from us hanging out yesterday, and I really don't. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, he. Can, I feel like the cancel at first. I was not. I had a little resentment. I'm like, ugh, you and your stomach flu. Yeah, dummy. <laughs> but I need to get over that. Wouldn't I guess. be funny if you were like, ew, gross. He has a stomach flu. <laughs> now let me ask you this question. Um, yeah. You just got out of a very long term relationship, at least engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm not rushing into one either. But do you feel like this is going there? Oh no! I mean, he's. A really cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's all, he's hot too, mm-hmm. and he's very smart, mm-hmm. and he has a cool job. Like he hits all the boxes. <clears throat> um, Wait, I don't think my phone is working because I haven't gotten the picture of him yet. <laughs> um, he 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 marks all the boxes. There's, a, I mean, not red flags, but there's a couple of flags too. Okay, sure. Um, he. He has a dramatic family life, which is kind of red flaggy to me. Like, well, that, then you would never date me because that's called Joe Batanz. No, you don't have a dramatic family life oh, in the way I that, like, you're saying, I, I see what you're saying. Like, the, the, he has like real problems, not that you know, yeah, that he lost a well, cake. and like alcoholism yeah, and yeah. Like, abuse, and you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm telling a lot of people's business, they shouldn't be doing that, but like, he has he has stuff that's mm-hmm. all I'm saying, yeah. Um, age appropriate, which okay. is good. Um, shade. Good job. <laughs> um, I don't know, just all good. So, um, we'll see. Now, and as you were saying, I just got out of a really long relationship. There's no rush. Mm-hmm. I'm just having fun and like these are. It's almost like activity partners that I'm looking for because the way that I like live my life, I don't have a ton of friends. I'm. I don't know. I need to maybe work on that. Oh, he is really cute. Yeah, but I you know. know. In the <laughs> Uh, he's 35 i have an after breakfast comment to make on him though i'll wait till after breakfast, okay though. okay <clears throat> all right well that's Making um note right now after breakfast note done okay what were you saying um so that's i mean that's my like w- one story i was going to tell you about halloween i was gonna mm-hmm. hopefully update you on a bend date that didn't mm-hmm. happen yeah. so i don't know i'm just kind of in this weird funk space where like I need to do. I need to do something. I need like a creative project of some sort. Wait, you were drawing every day for a month. Yeah, well, I still draw every day. I just need like something to kind of promote and w- work on, like getting out there. How like is that book I signing. To... Well, that's my second story. Oh, okay, I did okay, one. okay, okay. All right. Hold yeah. That. <laughs> um... Now I just told the story because that's no, no, all no. I got. <laughs> now let me t- let me ask you this question. Yeah. I'm going to move on to my story. Do you ever go to Subway for sandwiches? You ever heard of this place, Subway? Yeah. I actually have one super close to my house. Like, mm-hmm. I could probably, if you played a song, I could go get a sandwich and come back. Oh, really? It's that it's, close? Yeah, it's that close. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you this. It what? used to be a, a Pizza Hut, and the sign is still in the shape of the Pizza Hut sign. They just filled it in with the Subway logo. <laughs> it's weird. That's a big Subway, though, if it's a, it used to be a Pizza Hut. 
No, it was a small pizza. Hut, oh, actually. like one of the delivery offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like there was a plexiglass thing, and you would have to put your money under a thing, and they would they have like a turntable to give you your pizza. Oh, <laughs> that's what? my neighborhood. Oh, okay, it's weird. Um, so as I don't know if anyone's listened to this show, uh, my parents are very uh, particular people. Okay, and they're very. My brother and I talk about this whenever you have to go to a restaurant with my parents or anything with food everything is super precious like everything has to be (laughs) made particular for them they can't just order off the menu everything has to be tailored to the anything that they order right Mm -hmm. so you can Mm -hmm. imagine doing a subway run for them is just the biggest nightmare so a couple of Uh weeks ago i had to do a subway run right and I went with, like, a huge list of, like, okay, light mayo, but only on one side. And they need it toasted. And they need, you know, one and a half times the meat, but less vegetables. <laughs> and it's, it's super precious for each one, right? Mine's always just, uh-huh. like, two to sandwich. You know, it's yeah, so simple. Two pickle wedges, not yeah. three. Yeah, not three, yeah. not two. Salt and pepper, but only th- – I mean, I'm joking. It's, like, really precious like that, right? Okay. So I'm there, and the guy tells me, listen, you can – Make your life a lot easier. Come time to look at my parents. He goes, the subway app, you can do all these things. On, they can do it on the app. And then when you you just come pick it up, it's super mm-hmm. easy. I go, you know what? That's mm-hmm. a really good idea. And then it's just waiting for me. I don't have to like explain to the person. Like it's already on the app. They see it, they read it, it's done. Okay. Yeah, so. Joey. <laughs> So sure is it easier to teach your mother an app than to just order? Well, no, a I would I would still it. operate the app. Okay, but okay. I would just ask the question. But, but it's not like I have to then go and then repeat this to them, you know? Because right, right. my parents will do this thing where, okay, we're going to Subway. What do you want? She'll ask me if I'm like a Yelp or something. She'll like, what do they have? <laughs> I'm like, I'll give you one fucking get. It's sandwiches. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do they do they put bell? Like, then they'll ask you about the con. Like, so, so the app answers all that, right? Sure. So sure enough, time for a subway run last week. Okay. Get the order and put it in the app. It might get so easy. I had to give big props ish. Hold please. At this point, I got to give big props to the subway app because it's so easy. The the particular sandwich is made the way they want it. I'm like, wow, this is really easy. And okay. you can I pay for it on the app, so it's paid. You know, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. I just have to show up and pick up these sandwiches, right? Just so, go pick that shit up. Yeah, yeah. and I, there's the local subway I went to a couple of weeks ago. I have it. It'll and it says it'll be ready in ten minutes. And I'm bragging about it. Like, look at guys. I'm just gonna go over to the place and just pick it up. I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. I wait a few minutes. And I go. Ah, it's because it says we're working on. You know, like the pizza things do that too, where it says we're working on your sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I get in the car, drive over there. I remember, we've paid for these sandwiches. They took the order, everything, right? Yeah. There's a big sign in the window. Thank you, everyone, for 20 years of great customer service. We're closed forever. What? And I'm like, someone's working on the sandwich, though. No, no. The place is cleaned out, empty, right? Empty. No one there. Yeah. It's, like, it's like like a subway never existed, right? Yeah, And I'm like, hmm. So I go to the app and I go, maybe there's a phone number. And there is a phone number right now, right? And I call and I go, there must be like a – because like if you uh, – problems with your order, right? It's like, okay. I call it and it's just like, 
Want to know how many reward points? There's nothing there, right? I'm like, fuck. Yeah. If, if, like, look, if I hadn't spent the money, I would just think, oh, just go to a different yeah, subway. Different yeah. Subway, right? But I spent the money already. So I see a person walking around in the, in the place. So I go and strangely the door's open. So I just open the door and I walk in. And the guy's like, oh, we're closed. Meanwhile, there's only chairs in there, right? Yeah. I go, yeah. no, no, I know. I go, and I tell, I explain to the guy what happened. Turns out he's the owner. Okay. And he goes, oh my God, they're so stupid. I, hold on for a second, right? Yeah. He goes, I'm going to call the the regional office, and I'm going to tell them. And I go, oh, okay. And he goes, you know what? Even though I don't own this anymore, I still care about my customers. And I go, okay. He calls him. He goes, yeah, Rachel, listen, I got a guy here. He spent money on the app. Yeah, 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 Rachel, whatever, right? Hey, tell you, he spent money on the app. And they said we got an order. We're closed. Why is this still happening on the app? We're closed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to do with him? What's well, your problem now, Rachel? Okay, it's your problem. I'm out of here. Okay? Sure. And I'm like, okay. She goes, okay. All right. So call this number. Okay. All right. Perfect. Then she goes, he goes, Rachel says, call this number. And they'll <laughs> set up the um the refund. I go, Okay. So I leave. I go to another subway, right? Because I'm thinking, you know what? I'll just have them transfer the order to the other subway. If they can, yeah. Yeah, if they can. <clears throat> or at least refund the money. So I call this number. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a by the way, it's a subway number. They're like, our number has changed. Now call this number. <laughs> so I have to call this other number. And finally, I get through to them. And they're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. Please hold. Right? I go, okay, hold on for a second. And she, I go, and then she goes, yeah. So we can't help you actually. That's up to the owner, because it's his subway. And I go, I just saw the owner. He gave me this number. And she goes, hmm. Well, I guess I can email the regional office. And I go, I'm gonna go see this owner, right? She goes, because he has to. He's the one that has to reverse the charge. So now I drive back to the place. Oh I go, my god. Yeah, I know. I go, listen. I go. They just said you have to refund it. He goes, what? He goes, hold on. Boop, 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 boop. Hey, Rachel, the customer's back here. He says, I have to refund it. Will you talk to him? And he hands me the phone. She, and you hear her go like, no, 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 no. Don't put me on the phone. I'm all, she doesn't want to talk to me. I hand him back the phone. Anyway, uh, oh the God, regional office all the regional office takes care of it. But now I hate Subway. Yeah. I hate that. Go to Toco. You think there would be like, okay, well, so here's $10 for your. No, they're just like, oh, yeah, well, we refunded it. So. So, it's it's, but, then I, but then I have to go out to my, my parents and go, like, where's our sandwich? Because, like, where have you been? You've been gone for an hour. And I go, <laughs> okay. And then I'm trying – now, you said trying to explain the app. Try explaining this to my parents who already think that what I did was a magic trick. Right. So now, a magic trick that they were hesitant would work. I yes, bet. exactly. So, they're like, there you go. You know, they should have, like, a Black Mirror TV show, but for old people, showing how, like, technology <laughs> doesn't work. You see, and this would be, like, one of the episodes, like – that, that he said that uh, that that they were gonna pick up the sandwiches, and that, that, that he showed up with no sandwiches. Yeah, and they took our money. And they took our money, and that, we got know, cheated. Yeah, and now they probably charged us double, and now they have all yeah. our information. They know how we voted. <laughs> uh-huh. There's a virus on our computer. Yeah, there's a virus on our computer. 
all this thing because Jolly has to order the food, a special process sandwich, the subway, and now that it's just a scam, Jolly. God, they saw you coming, man. They saw you coming. Oh well, yeah, that's right. The the, the multi billion dollar corporation subway just did all this so they could take the the fourteen dollars from me. That's the whole plan that they had. Anyway, what's going? On? Oh, it's time for news. Hi. Oh, hey, Joey, listen to this. Yeah. Um, a teenager, a teenager was sent to the hospital on Thursday morning after a group of women attacked her with a spork and stole her phone downtown, police say. The attack began at five or 3.50 a.m. when an uh-huh. 18-year-old woman began fighting with four other women, ages 18 to 20. Mm-hmm. And it was right outside of Denny's on Mission Street. Yeah. Um, and the four women then held the 18-year-old down and cut her face with a spork. Before fleeing. Was this I, an industrial sport? Huh? Was this like an industrial spork? I don't, I don't know. I've only seen plastic sporks. I yeah, haven't even really saying. seen like, metal ones. And the plastic sports that I've seen, they, they have trouble going through like the KFC mashed potatoes. <laughs> how are they? How that's the, only, the only places I've ever seen sporks are KFC. I love a spork. I actually use a spork daily in my lunch. I have like a... I originally bought it for like camping. It's like mm-hmm. a multi-use, like. Uh, oh, well, you know what? It's it not a spork. It's both a it's fork not a spork. and a spoon. It's a fork on one side, and then you have to turn it over, and it's a spoon. Oh. It's not like all. It's not like the spoon side has um, teeth, I guess. Which is weird because I've seen the sporks that have the traditional spork, but then the back end is like a butter knife. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> I like a spork. I feel like. Why do we use multiple? multiple utensils we should just use one mm-hmm. so i pulled the story just because i wanted to show um how um what a great utility a sport can be mm-hmm. if you want to cut a face of an 18 year old to get a phone yeah or if you want to eat your lunch get a spork um <laughs> i don't know that real story really wasn't that exciting i just pulled well, it, but- it was either that or this like cheerleader that took a knee i was gonna do one or the other but oh I the think cheerleader took exciting. a knee yeah, there was a 49ers cheerleader who took a knee this weekend. And but don't they always like, take a knee? No, they stand and they have their hands up and they shake Oh, this their, is during the national anthem. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, how are you? What's Do you have a news story? I sure do, Mike Lawson. Uh, a Long Beach bus driver got lost and passengers thought they were being kidnapped. Oh, wow. They should have driven with my mom sometime. What should have been a 10-minute trip from the Aquarium of the Pacific to the Queen Mary in Long Beach turned into an hours-long ordeal for passengers after their shuttle driver went the wrong way and refused to stop for about half an hour, causing a panic and culminating with the driver getting arrested. As many as 30 passengers were aboard the privately contracted bus, which was supposed to take them to the nearby ship for its Dark Harbor event. I want everyone to know, Dark Harbor event is like a, like a, like a scary, one of those like scary haunted things. Okay. I would guess so. And then, by the way, there's this video of them like freaking out and trying to get out of the the bus. Meanwhile, the, they should the, the, they were they were smart. They would say like this was part of the scary ride. Yeah, you're yeah. on your way to a place to mm-hmm. get scared on purpose, and yeah. you're complaining that you got scared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Le- Long Beach police later said the incident was a misunderstanding that escalated when the driver became disoriented due to street closures in the area and ended up in the city of Carson. Which, by the way, is like much farther away than Long Beach. Some writers believe they were being far, kidnapped. Though. It's not that far, but like 
It's, they were just on a five-minute drive, and it turned into they were gone for hours, like half an hour. Uh, the submariners believe they were being kidnapped. And so anyway, I saw the video because you know, people you know, every now in this day and age, people film everything. And you see the yeah. people freaking out in the bus, and the bus driver like um, is just like ignoring them. But at one point, the driver then pulled into a nearby gas station and opened the door so the rest could leave. Oh, where's the part where he punched somebody? Yeah, so the so they said the driver could face a charge of battery for allegedly getting physical with the, a passenger that confronted him. Um, yeah, some passenger confronted him, and he punched him in the stomach. Okay, so yeah. he is off his rocker a bit then, right? Yeah, but the p- police arrested him for kidnapping, then they released him saying that he just basically got... Con- I, I feel there must have been like a language problem. They never say what the guy's name was, but... Because the passengers were saying, were talking about it, but they showed the video. The video is kind of crazy because people were filming it. And when they came to a stop sign, this is why he let them off the bus. When they got to a stoplight, people started crawling out of the bu- the windows oh, to escape and scream. They were like, afraid. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, we're being kidnapped, you know. And then the bus driver just like pulled over and let everybody else off. And um, it's very dramatic, people. And uh, from the telling of the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like the passengers overreacted. Do you agree yes, or one hundred percent, one hundred percent? Because it sounds like the because pa- because they even when they're recounting the story, they kind of knew he got lost. Because what happens is he was leaving the the aquarium of the Pacific. He's driving down the street, and then a train was like stuck on a train track, and okay. so he didn't know what to do. So he made a left, and then he just kept making the wrong turn. So they like. Why would they think they were being kidnapped? But I guess they were getting frustrated because they were trying to tell him, like, what do you do? And he wouldn't respond to them. That's why mm. I think there was a language issue. Huh. So. But they are. Uh, being, when you see the video, the people are being super, super dramatic. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um. I, hey, Joey, I wanted to tell you, I did have a, a book signing thing this weekend. And I sold a lot of books and met a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone's interested in my book, it's still for sale at Amazon.com. Search Open Up Your Bag by Mike mm-hmm. Lawson, or you could yeah. go to DiabetesDoodles.com where there's a lot mm-hmm. of like activity downloads and stuff. And I met a lot of kids and had a lot of fun and gave a, a talk about science that I really did poorly. But mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that was my weekend. I really have been, had have been so focused on getting this kind of like out of the way. I'm glad it's done. Um, Were you nervous about the book signing? Not the book part. I was more nervous about the science part. Like, oh yeah, how'd I'm that just, go? The science. It thing. was fine. It mm-hmm. was fine. Luckily, it was like a really. Oh my god! I don't want to talk shit, but it was a kind of a dead crowd, so there weren't a lot of people that were like, "I've got a question." Yeah. <laughs> where I would have to be like, "I don't know," but I could get an answer for you. I mm-hmm. instead, nobody asked questions. So. <laughs> oh, I nobody just had any like questions. Maybe their blood sugar was low. And I'm, I'm being serious here, actually. When you've given these talks, have you ever had it where someone does have a diabetic emergency during the talk? Not an emergency, but I mean, at these events, people – so at these events, there's like low blood sugar stations. So there's like juice boxes and food and stuff kind of in all the corners. Like they set that up. So if you feel it coming on, for the like people will stand up and like go get something or mm-hmm. you might hear – like the alarm that just went off in my room that you heard. Yeah. Like you might hear that during the talk or something, but mm-hmm. it's not like I've never had where someone had to get taken away in a in an ambulance or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What's up? Do you have any more personal stories? Yeah, I have a couple. I'm gonna try and squeeze together because they're not terribly long. Um, the first one is 
Uh, my friend Mercedes, did, I, I don't know if you saw on Instagram, but I, I, I've been watching the Great British Baking Show. Okay. Okay. And so now I've been, it's been inspiring me to bake. And now that the weather's cooling down here somewhat, uh, I've been able to bake more, right? And so for like, I was, always wanted to try making this pan de muertos, I'm doing it with an accent, uh, a, 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 a day of the dead bread. Oh, so yeah. I tried my hand. It makes two loaves, right? But that wasn't even part yeah. of the story. And you just put egg yolks in them, right? Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, familiar. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the first round that I did this, I put eight whole eggs, and like the batter was super runny. And I was like, what is going on? I realized I was supposed to put eight egg yolks. Anyway, the bread came out fine, actually. Yeah, it um, good. Yeah. So, but I made this upon them muertos, and I had two, it makes two loaves, always. So I had one that I enjoyed with, you know, my parents. And then I was like, what am I going to do with this other one? Like, what am I going to do with a whole other loaf, right? I'm like, you know what? I'll give it to my grandparents. So I drove over to my grandparents' house, and I gave it to them. Not even, I'm not even joking. A second after I leave my grandparents' house, like one second, like I just got in the car. Mercedes calls me, and she's like, what do you got going on tomorrow? I'm having a Dia de los Muertos party. I'm like, ugh. Uh, I could have taken it there. So I'm, about, but I'm all, you know what? This is a good excuse for me to try it again now and do it right. So I did. Perfect it. Yeah. yeah. Perfect it. So I made a whole other batch. And I go to this Dia de los Muertos party. I actually show up early to beat traffic. And I get the whole story from Mercedes. And I thought it was going to be people that we know. And it was actually like a bunch of her friends that even she kind of didn't even know. It's a whole long story. It's not worth it. The point is... There were 30 people at this party. I didn't know any of them. And they all, like, knew each other. They were a clique. They were Burning Man friends. Oh. <laughs> so, Mike Lawson, I did what... I don't know if I'd rather hang out with 30 Burning Man friends or 30 homeschooled friends. Like, the <laughs> Oh, you know what? They're, they're probably one and the same, I'll be honest with you. Uh, and they were perfectly nice and everything like that. But I was just... Well, first of all, Mercedes had her housekeeper help her with the stuff, you know? And I think because they didn't know me... You know, they knew Mercedes, and they thought I was, like, the housekeeper's brother or something, oh. and they would they would hand me platters. They would oh. hand me things and stuff like that. You know, it was really weird. And so then I was like, you know what? Ugh. I'm miserable, and so I, I kind of snuck out. Yeah. Ta-da! I just snuck out and left. So that's the whole story. I snuck out and left out of a deal with Marto's party. Right. I feel like I'll I say hello when I go to like things, but I very rarely say goodbye because I slip out. Like I'm, oh. I feel like that's okay. It was my greatest magic trick ever. But Mercedes yeah. is used to it. I used to do that in college a lot. So she was like, "Oh, you vanished. The old Jobatans vanished." I go, "Yeah." Anyway, yeah. Uh, the 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 real story I wanted to remember. I've given you an update. Remember last week I was I was so uh, conflicted about going to this boy erased movie with John Paul. Yeah, uh, some sort of star. I don't know. Called Troy Savon is in the movie. He's going to be there for a Q and A after, right? And, right. Uh, one of our early listeners, Jacob Bixman, former student, uh, is his boyfriend now. So I was like, oh, I'm bump into him. Okay. So I show up to the movie. Evil John does, decides not to go. So it's just me and John cool. Paul. And we, there's a little restaurant in the movie theater. So John Paul and I meet up early, and we go to this restaurant. And. Uh, we're sitting, and John Paul orders a burger, but instead of fries, he's trying to be healthier. He gets a salad. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't trying to be healthy, so I got fish and chips. And okay. um, so we're sitting there talking, and then the guy, the waiter comes by, and he goes, you got the salad, right? And John Paul goes, yeah. And he puts this like, giant salad in front of John Paul. So John Paul starts eating it. And then he comes back, and he goes, did you guys get the fish and chips and the burger? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, 
Oh my god! What and like happened? the Burger King with like a little side salad, he had given John Paul's, he had given someone else's entree salad to John Paul. Uh, so and, yeah, so the guy was like, oh yeah, you know, it's your lucky day. <laughs> you got an yeah. entree salad with the burger. You want it back? No, no, no. He didn't ask for it back, but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, you But can. then John Paul was like uncomfortable. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe I was eating that. It was like he goes, I didn't even notice. I just started eating it, and I go, yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay, there that happened. And then we watched this movie. I'm going to come back to this movie in a second. But John Paul and I decided, like, he go, John Paul goes, look, I'll make the decision afterwards whether I want. I said, I don't need to stay for this Q&A. He goes, I'll see. If I if I like it, I'll, we'll stay. I go, okay. Because we have really good seats and we're in the middle. So it's like either we're staying or we're not. Like, right when the movie, when the credits roll, you got to get out. Or you're staying for the whole thing, right? Right, right, right. So... This choice of, by the way, anyone, before I get to my review of Boy Erased, if you're going to this movie to see Troy Sivan, wait till it comes out of it. The guy's in it. The guy has maybe a, a minute worth of lines. And he's, don't, you're not seeing it for this kid in the movie, right? Anyway. So, the movie, the credits roll, John Paul says, I don't want to say for the q and I'm like, oh, thank God. So, we sneak out. But John Paul goes ahead of me. But because we have really good seats and this choice of on to be doing a Q&A, all these girls see that we're leaving, they swarm the seats. Two seats! And then, like, they won't let me out. And I'm like, I almost want to be like, I cannot get out until you let me out of the line. Like, ugh, it was awful, Mike Lawson. Like, I had, they had to, like, and then they were mad at me. Anyway, that's my trip to Boy Erased. Now, now, now of course, we all know... Oh, hold on for a second. Oh. Joe Batanz having low volume. Here we go. It's time for Joe and Mike on the Isle. This week we're talking about the film Boy Rain starring Joel Edgerton, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe, and I guess Trisalon? Not really, but all right. Anyway, uh, Mike Lawson. Now, I got to be careful about how I tell you about my, my thoughts on this movie, okay? Because I can already see you getting triggered, okay? So. I know nothing about the movie, by okay. the way. And the movie is about gay, like, like those gay conversion camps where they try to make you straight. Oh, okay? yeah. And. Troy Sivan plays one of the students at the, the conversion camp, but not, not the main guy. Okay. I want to preface this with John Paul and I both thought the movie was just kind of tedious, to be honest with you, right? It's just sort of a tedious movie. Um, but, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. I have, a, I have an after breakfast story for this movie, even this movie review. Hold on. Let me think this was this boy. And I had to make notes. So I don't, and afterward, I'm like, what was I going to say? Okay. After breakfast story about this movie. So, it's actually relevant to this review, too. So, John Paul and I both thought it was tedious, okay? But let me tell you what I want to talk to you about. And I want to preface this with saying that, like, I also feel like I have personal biases against these mo- this movie, a personal bias against this movie because of stuff that's going on in my own family, okay? Mm-hmm. And not my own immediate family, my extended family, I'll just leave it at that, you know? But that it's very, rings very close to home with this movie, and so I think that also might have, may have tainted my review of this movie. But the point is, it's about that Russell Crowe plays this southern pastor, and Nicole Kidman's the southern wife, and they have this kid. And it turns out the kid is gay, 
okay? And they react in the way that a lot of, a lot of people probably did, especially, I think this place it takes place in like the 90s or something. And they send him to this gay conversion camp, which I think people aren't surprised people in the South were doing that in the 90s, right? Sure. Yeah. And so he goes, so it's about his experience at the gay conversion camp, okay? Sure. The movie, I'm not saying real life, and I haven't read the book, I know it's based on the book. I don't know how they portray the parents, but in the film, the parents are portrayed, I wouldn't necessarily say sympathetically, but not in a negative light, okay? okay. Just sort of like, the, the Nicole Kidman character is more prevalent than the dad, but the mom definitely wants the best for her. They, the parents want the best for their son. They're not being dicks, right? I mean, they're, being, sure. they, they're doing what they think is right, okay? And the movie yeah. presents it that way. So the movie happens... And not to give anything away, so I'm going to do as little as possible. At the end, the son has a showdown with his father. And I feel that the father is really trying his best. I'm not saying he's correct, but he's trying his best. And, God, it's really hard without spoiling the movie. But he's trying his best, and the son, I feel, kind of, like, dresses him down in a way that didn't seem appropriate. And, again, I'm acknowledging that there could be biases here. And I was just, like, not feeling it. Because I was, like... Because my point was that the son... that That the character of the son is, like, this saint in the movie. Which, by the way, that's what the after breakfast tea has to do with. Wink. But that the son is portrayed as a saint in the movie... And the dad is the one at fault. And it's not balanced at all. But there were people crying in the audience. And, like, I just wasn't feeling it. I know John Paul didn't feel it. I don't know what his reasons were. Um, but I wanted to know what you thought. What what responsibility do you think there is? And nothing for the gay movie. But just if you're, if you're telling this kind of story that it's sort of a balance. Do you, th- do you believe there should be balance? I guess. No. There's not. I mean, there's no... It's not like journalism where you're required to tell a full story. Like you, you can have a piece of art where you, all you do is tell one perspective, right? I don't think you're required to make him a villain necessarily. I'm not, not going to say make him a villain, but it just sort of seemed like well, you, you and I both like Annie Hall, right? Yeah. It, it sort of felt like, remember at the end of Annie Hall, he has the showdown with Annie in the parking lot, and it doesn't go the way he wants it to. But then remember he does the play, and then all of a sudden Alvy is like saying the right thing to Annie and like ends things with her? Sure. It sort of had like a feeling of that. Does that make sense? That he's rewritten his story to... Um, to sort of fit his narrative. Does that make sense? And so it felt, it rang false to me. Okay. Because it's also, I, I feel like, it, strangely, if you actually want to read into this story, I feel that he still has some level of gay shame. Because one of the things is his character, the, the lead character, is sort of painted as this, like, virginal gay kid who's sort of, like, Innocent. Anti- innocent anti-gay sex. And like even the gay sex he has is very, very innocent or he was against his will. Like he's not even a willing participant. Does that make sense? And so yeah. like I, you know what? It, it was unfair for me to do this review in this movie without having I had to get into the movie. So but 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 we did you did answer the question which what you think is the responsibility of an artist. So with that said, 
I will say. Dun, 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 dun. Wow, wow. Oh, wait, why is that the. I thought the end. Oh, wow, it's the end now. Why is it so loud? Yeah, that's the end now. Okay, um, hi. Hello. That was Mike and Joe. On the aisle. Okay, um, cool. Okay, so uh, what do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Um, a whole bunch of nothing. Um, Miss Saigon closed, so I'm, I actually took a couple days off. So I have um, a couple metal days. In fact, today I forgot we were recording, um, and I was about to, like, leave the house and go to the gym. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go kind of just, like, hang out, do my own thing for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a I actually do have one creative project that's due. I was just saying how I needed something. So that's on the horizon. Um, I guess that's it. Um, Yeah. What about you? What's going on on your end? Well, uh, well, I want everyone to remember that it is election day tomorrow. You should, you have to go out and vote. Uh, I don't care if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican. Well, if you're a Republican, you can stay home. But if you're a Democrat, you need to go. Everyone should go and vote. Okay, I'm really funny. Everyone should go and vote. I I, I heard a commercial on another podcast. So they were obviously paid. But I'm not paid for this app called Vote With Me. And I got to tell you, this is an amazing app. And you should download it. Well, here's what Vote With Me does. is it, it You give your information. They tell you where the nearest polling centers are. They tell you what your rights are, what you have, like a number to call if you're, they, they don't let you vote or for whatever reason, if you follow the rules. They help you. They help you with all the information you need to know to vote. But an interesting part about it, Mike Lawson, is that if you allow it, it will go through your contacts and tell you which of your friends are registered to vote and it, with their voting history. Not, not 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 how they voted, but when they voted, and if, if there's a friend that hasn't been voting but he's registered to vote, so that you can encourage him to vote, where he can go vote, uh, it tells you what friends of yours are in tight races, so you can really encourage those friends who are in tight races to go vote. It just has a lot of voting information for those of you who are, are, are concerned about privacy. Can I did read up on this? It's a, a nonprofit founded by a former Obama staffer. In terms of privacy, they have your information, but as soon as the election's over, they're deleting all your information. Uh, it's going to be erased. So uh, it just it, it, they only just care about voting. They're not going to sell the information, obviously. They only wanted to help you find, help encourage voting. And then they give you this fact in there, or this piece of information, this piece of data, that actually um, they've done studies that people who encourage their inner circle, or not their, but their circle of family and friends to vote are twenty up to 20 times as more effective than just going door to door and canvassing. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. So I did it all week and Mike Lawson got an annoying text message for me. So yeah, it I wasn't had, annoying. It I I mean I've had a hundred text messages from people I don't know. So, yeah. you know, this is just an additional one, but I know you. Yeah. It scares me a little I don't know. Something about it is creepy. Um, mm-hmm. it does require your permission, but it syncs with your phone's address book, like you were saying, yeah. to find people who are eligible and then you nudge them. So it's not like they are texting. Yeah, they're not or, texting. They're, you know what I mean? They're not contacting your people, but yeah. I don't know. Something about it creeps me out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because what it will do, it will identify whether what kind of voter they are or if they're friends and family, and then it'll give you like a sample text message and it just opens up in your iMessage. And you can you can um edit it however you customize want. It. Yeah, you can customize it. They don't send it, you send it. And so um, I've said to the people, I've actually, believe it or not, um, had a couple of people, especially, which is really important, young people are the ones I had the most response from, who were like, 
oh, I, you know, I didn't know whether I should vote or if I could vote. This is really interesting. So, like, there were at least three people who messaged me and were like, oh, okay, I will vote. And so even if those three people vote now, I highly encourage everyone to do that. Uh, also, I'm going to go with John Paul and the, I'm going to the Johns to go see It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. They're doing a screen of it at the Cinerama Dome. Oh, fun. Great Hollywood. movie. Yeah, for the 55th anniversary of the Cinerama Dome. And then I think I have something going on this weekend, but I can't remember what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what I have going on this week. Cool. Well, um, I just want to remind people one more time that if you aren't listening live, you can next Monday at 8 a.m. in the morning before breakfast by going to mixlr.com slash drag race recap where we record live and then stick around because some after breakfast tea gets served once we stop recording. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're missing out. Um, So, Joey, it was nice talking to you. Nice catching up. Yeah, go to hell. I don't kind of mean. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 